About 30 minutes ago, I did a little cardio session in my house, a little mock jump rope thing. Uh, it's basically just me doing jump ropes, but without the, the jump rope. And it was, uh, it was nice. I, I do that every now and then when I don't want to run. And it, it does the job. It makes me feel good. And I feel like I can kind of best each time that I kind of, or at least at every phase of time that I go and try to uh, do it. Uh, yeah, I, I try to make sure that I can kind of push myself past certain things and compete with myself in a way. Uh, best myself so that I can be better with each moment to be better. And it feels good. It really does. It's a good feeling to kind of push myself past my limits, but it's also part of the problem. That, that problem I'm going to be talking about today that comes from competitiveness with myself. You know, trying to be better, trying to chase something, be better than my own person, my own personhood. Look at myself in the mirror and say, I'm going to beat you today. I'm going to beat you in whatever you can do. I'm going to make sure that you can't beat me. And whatever person I'm looking at, it's a part of me, but it's a part of me that I seem to not like very much sometimes. And that can be a problem. Now, I've always loved myself. I truly have. It's, it's no shortage of love with myself, but I've learned in my life that the people I love, sometimes I don't treat very well, at least in the past. Not as if I don't care about them. I truly do. It's just sometimes with me or anyone else who's dealt with childhood trauma or anything like that, we latch on very strongly and we fear losing that love or that whatever it is. It could be a codependency or an obsession. We worry about losing it. And even though we do love this person in a way, and I, tru I truly believe with myself it is true love, it's hard to kind of treat that person in the way that is healthy, especially when you don't know what true love looks like. You don't got reference, or at least not any reference that's true. And part of love seems to be, in this weird way, competing, because I want love to be mutual between me and myself, like I do with everyone else. And if it's not, if there's a part of me that's maybe putting in more than the other part of me that's maybe the inner child or maybe the part of me that wants to be competitive or the part of me that's insecure versus me as a whole, that part that's more grounded, I guess, it's kind of hard to accept when that one side or the other isn't pulling its weight, I guess. Let's say that a part of me wants to, uh, let's say, accomplish some exercise goal for the day or some shit, and the other part doesn't want to do that, but they'll gladly eat more than they should be or something. You know, the part of me that really is damaged and needs healing, it wants something easier, but the part of me that wants to heal, you know, be the person who does that for that person, wants to do the exact opposite thing that that person thinks they need. It's really complicated. And so I'll compete with myself to try to get the upper hand. You know, one part of me doesn't want to do things, the other part does. And it seems like the one who does things is continuously in the driver's seat right now compared to the person who uh, doesn't want to do anything, uh, who was very much in the driver's seat about a year ago and, you know, two years prior to that, I guess, up until that point. It's, it's a constant battle for love, it seems, because I want the love I have towards myself to be focused on something healthy, but I can't do that yet. I'll admit it. I'm powerless to do that. It seems like every relationship that I put myself in, I find a way to make unhealthy for myself. And I really need an outlet to treat that. And there's, there's roots that I'm taking for it. But in the meantime, I have to balance out those two parts of me. 
whatever two parts you need to fill in, there's always two. It's basically, to sum it up, the part of me that does and the part of me that doesn't. That's really what it is. You know? There's an imbalance. And I get jealous that one side is more in control than the other. And to combat that, I'll do the thing that would seemingly be harmful to the other side. I understand this might be a very hard to understand thing. I, I really do. I just want to make sure that I can voice it correctly. You know, not be that rambling madman who's, you know, fucking... He's got a jug of PCP in his hand screaming ramblings at you on the street. I, I want to make sure that I'm actually making sense here because it's a very difficult thing to talk about. But a lot of times we are our own worst enemy. We really are. We'll be the person who both hurts ourselves through doing too much and doing too little. And I'm kind of in a battle with both sides of that in my life. Because as a workaholic and other forms of, you know, I've had other forms of addiction... There's a part of me that really wants to keep doing things more and more and more to make himself feel good and make him feel like he's good enough and that he can do the things he needs to do to feel good. And then there's another side that doesn't want to do anything, that anxious, that anxious avoidant side that is trying to stay away from fear and, and damage and pain, who just wants to hide away. Those two sides clash. I want to make sure that they can coexist with one another because they really do appreciate each other. Because they're needed to be me. I need both sides of that person to be me, whether it looks like uh, one way or another, really. Whether it looks like me avoiding something that truly is threatening, or if it looks like me doing something that truly is healthy. Those two sides are still the same. They just present themselves differently. And so if I'm to ignore one side, if I'm to have one side conquer the other, the love I have for myself is going to be imbalanced. I can't have a healthy relationship with myself. I need to make sure that every moment I can, I check in. Whether that's through awareness or some other thing, I, I need to make sure that I know what's going on because there's a lot of different ways, like I said, that this can present itself. It can present itself with a battle between a manic person and a depressed person. It can take place between a reality-based person and a delusional person from the psychosis I deal with. There could be a person who's content and there's going to be a person who has a void that needs to be filled. There could be a person who's happy and sad. There can be a lot of different things. Two opposing forces. It's my job to walk a middle path between them and respect each side. I can't be slighted to one side or the other. You know, it's like I'm going both ways. You know, I'm towards one side and towards the other because I know each side needs that treatment. I know in my life, every time I've tried to cast out a part of myself... It comes boomeranging back and smacking me in the face, concussing me and knocking me down, and it takes a while to get back up. Because you don't suppress parts of yourself. You don't feel like you shouldn't be you if you want to be the best version of you. Because those parts are real within you. And if you try to just continuously hammer some notion into your own head with a big fucking pointed rusty gross nail and it fucking damages your brain and makes you feel like you're not whole anymore, like part of you is missing, that's a natural thing to happen. You know, you keep hammering a thought in, saying, no, I'm not this, I'm, I'm not this, or, or even I am this, I am this. And really, there's two sides of every coin. And whether you're landing on heads or tails, it's really a matter of what's on both sides, no matter what you see, no matter what resonates with you at the time. You feel connected to certain parts of yourself. You feel like you got to be on top of your game in one way and then 
uh, on top of your game and the other. You feel like one side of you, the let's say the side that has to do things, needs to be at an advantage. And then maybe at a time where you need to slow down, you feel the opposite. But it gets exhausting when one side takes over. It's like that other side almost gets jealous, gets envious that it's in the driver's seat. That for a moment, this part of you gets to come out. Meanwhile, one part of you has to sit there and wait its turn. And I guess the battle that comes up for me of when I should and shouldn't do, it gets exhausting. Because it's never easy to read the context of the world around you. It's, it's not like a fucking guidebook. It doesn't give you steps. It doesn't give you anything that really tells you what to do. But you do have a lot of resources from your past and all, all types of experience that tell you what exactly, or at least what broadly, you can do. And life is like a balancing act with those things. You know, on, on the scales, you see them tip and, and they move with each little thing, each resource or notion you put onto the scales of your mind to say, I'm balanced. The part of me that does can be even with the part of me that doesn't. The part of me that's happy can be even with the part of me that's sad. I can feel balanced and whole because I'm now whole through a balance. And that's really, it's really comforting to get to that point. And every now and then I do because I have to in order to stay fucking sane and not to claw my own eyes out or whatever. I have to make sure that I can be content at some point. But in the times when the scales are tipped, I seem to run a certain direction to try to either support that movement that it's making or counterbalance it. Like, for example, if I'm trying, if I feel like I'm not accomplishing enough in my life, there's a couple different options I can take. I can use some very easy skill that I've learned and try to uh, implement it. Maybe I can fact check. Maybe I can uh, use some sort of acceptance skill and say, I accept where I am right now. And I can be comfortable and safe within this environment for the next moment will come and I can take it on with confidence that I will do something with it. Or maybe I can go out for a run or work out at the gym and prove to myself that I can do something at least. Or maybe I could do virtually nothing and just sit with those thoughts and meditate on them and note them and mindfully proceed into each moment with those thoughts being there but not tainting my mindset and mentality towards life. All those things in some way are actions, but some of them really do involve doing, going out and doing, you know, making a step forward. And some of them involve more sedentary things, you know, like meditating, just staying there. Yes, I'm doing something, but I'm not doing so much. And so it would fall under the part of me that doesn't do. Because with me, in my routine, doing something is a very extreme thing. It's usually involving some big feat, like an exercise thing or recording a, a podcast, you know, big for me at least, um, big for my small brain, but it's something that takes time. I have to feel gratified, and if I have to feel gratified, it has to be enough, and enough usually looks like something longer than five minutes of sitting down and thinking and breathing, and so the problem that I have is that when I'm posed with that same problem, like, oh, I feel like I'm not accomplishing enough. The part of me that gets activated usually is the side that has to do things. And then all of a sudden, the, the scales are tipped. And I have to frantically wonder a new question. Should I change that balance or should I give in? And then again, the same problem comes up. I'm posed with a lot of different opportunities to do something. But more importantly, I'm posed with the dilemma morally, ethically, emotionally, mentally, and physically of two opposing sides, one that wants to go in and do things and lean in, the other that doesn't, 
The other that just wants to chill out for a fucking second and calm down. Give some rest. Avoid. But maybe avoid for a good reason. You know, because I have to. It's really hard. It's not an easy battle. It's the hardest battles that we fight, the ones that aren't easy, they usually stem from the core. And they usually started a very, very long time ago. And you'll wonder why exactly I haven't seemed to make much of a dent in this problem if I've had so much time. Well, it's because it is in your core. And in your core, you'll find something that's very hard to see. It's called the unconscious. The unconscious and everything that's made up of it and everything that it makes up, it fights, it battles, it agrees, it compromises based on everything, everything in your life. So this time that you've had to figure everything out, it all lies within there. And if you have to untangle all of that fucking mess, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a very long time and it's never going to be easy. It's a deep rooted battle. It's a battle. It's a war even between you and and some other part of you. And you're trying to love that part, and it's trying to love you back. But if you don't know what it feels like, and you don't know what it looks like, there's a lot of learning that needs to be done, and a lot of understanding towards the other side, and grace, patience, and everything else given to it. And while I might compete against myself, I compete because I know not only I can do better, but it can do better. And we push each other, it seems that our balance right now comes from pushing each other to a limit because the scales require such an extreme, heavy amount of weight to balance out. But that's just for now. I do hope in my life it gets better. I hope that I get to a point where I don't have to feel so conflicted with the sides of me that manifest and pop up. I really don't want to feel that way. But for now, I cope with it and I treat it and I take whatever route I need to to make sure that love can persist within myself. That's a really important thing for me to do. That's all for today. See ya!